Hello and welcome to the mighty Newsmax Daily for Tuesday, January 23rd, 2024. 1 2324. National Handwriting Day. Something few people do anymore, right? Thanks to the keyboard, emails, and text messaging. Hardly anybody writes anything anymore except maybe greeting cards. National Handwriting Day was established in 1977 when teachers started to feel like the art of handwriting was starting to get lost especially when schools started to do away with script or cursive, which, by the way, many school districts are starting to bring back now, thankfully. And on the food calendar, today is National Pie Day. Some calendars say it's specifically National Rhubarb Pie Day. A lot of people don't even know what rhubarb is or looks like. Unlike apple, cherry, blueberry, or any other delicious fruit pie, rhubarb, which looks like red celery, is actually a vegetable. But the pie is still really good. I'm not sure it's good for you, even though it's a vegetable because it's made with a lot of sugar. All right, topping the headlines this Tuesday is, of course, the New Hampshire primary, the first in the nation, and it could be the last competitive primary for the GOP race, with Nevada and South Carolina on the horizon. You vote for it. <laughs> More on New Hampshire in a moment. The winter storm that has been moving across the country has now claimed at least 75 lives, many of them 26 or 27 deaths reported in Tennessee alone. I thought that the trucks and all that was going to be shoveling all night, all night and it was going to give me some light work this morning, but no, the snow won. That guy is in Indiana. Freezing rain is in the forecast for much of the Midwest and the Great Lakes today, pushing all the way to New England. You can expect plenty of delays and cancellations for air travel once again today as well. Thousands of cancellations yesterday, hundreds, I should say thousands of delays, hundreds of cancellations. Tomorrow is when the warm-up will start kicking in. And overseas this morning, the U.S. and Britain have launched a second round of joint strike on the Houthi rebels targeting ships in the Red Sea. And as I said the other day, the Iran-backed Houthi terrorists have not been deterred at all by threats from the United States or the UK. This is serious. This is something you really need to pay attention to. So in New Hampshire, there's a small town called Dixville Notch, which kicked off primary voting at midnight. It's sort of a tradition. All six voters there, yes, six, four registered Republicans and two registered undeclared voters, voted for Nikki Haley. So the media is sort of making it out of thing out of the gate this morning. It's basically on par with Punxsutawney Phil seeing his shadow on Groundhog Day. Not all primaries, as you know, allow undeclared voters to vote, but they do in New Hampshire. This is all about former President Trump and Nikki Haley, because on the other side, President Biden isn't even on the ballot. Biden supported a move by national Democrats to move their first primary election to South Carolina, a state that is much more diverse than New Hampshire. And we will hear from some South Carolina lawmakers in a moment. But Democratic long shots Dean Phillips, a Minnesota congressman, did you even know that he was running? And author Marianne Williamson are on the Democrat ballot in New Hampshire. If either one of them are to have a good showing today, and I don't know what the, the gauge is for a good showing, but it could likely fuel even more concerns on Biden's weakness as a candidate. 
Let's go to this morning's edition of Wake Up America on Newsmax for discussion on all of this. Let's welcome in our friends. Former Deputy Press Secretary at the White House, Hogan Gidley, is with us. We're also joined by Newsmax host Allison Maloney. Hogan, what are you expecting today in the Granite State? I've talked to my friends on the ground there, politicos I've worked with for decades um, in New Hampshire, and they predict Donald Trump by double digits Hmm. uh, in the state, tracking for the most part with the polls. Obviously, New Hampshire is kind of odd in the sense that Iowa and New Hampshire never really declare the same winner. So if Donald Trump were to win here, not only would that be significant from the, for the race moving forward, it would buck a lot more history that Donald Trump has already continued never to buck. Never happened before. Never happened yeah. before. And so um, I am looking forward to, to some interesting numbers though with Joe Biden because he's having his own little kerfuffle in New Hampshire, if you will, and, and I know we'll get into that. But the fact that there is a big write-in campaign for Joe Biden is pushing a lot of Democrats to the polls. The Boston Globe came out and said, hey, Democrats, get to the polls and vote for Nikki Haley. We don't like Nikki Haley, but we hate Donald Trump. Vote for Nikki. So there is a move to try and get people to the polls on the Democrat side that could ultimately vote for Nikki in some form or fashion. So I'm looking to see that trend. But for the most part, if Donald Trump wins this, I really do think this thing's over because he'll be 2-0, 3-0 after Nevada because Nikki's not even on the ballot, and he'll win Nikki's home state by 30 points, and then everyone else is 0-4. She'll drop out before South Carolina. I think, I think way so too, too embarrassing, and you're from that state, it, you know. There's but. a difference between being embarrassed and humiliated. Right. You lose by 30 points in your own home state, that's humiliation, and she's not coming back from But that. as we've been talking about all week, New Hampshire's very interesting because of those 40% that are undeclared. How do you think that plays a role in that? Yeah, I think it'll be interesting just to see who these independents vote for, right? Mm-hmm. So you've got this write-in, um, you know, that's a well-funded write-in campaign for Biden, but then you have, uh, you've got Dean Phillips, right? So he's running, um, and he could pull, um, he's saying that he's got support, obviously, from Democrats, independents, and even yeah. Republicans. So if we, it'd be interesting to see who goes for him, um, because that can determine, you know, if Trump is the nominee moving forward, how much does he need to focus on these independents because mm-hmm. of all the other issues? So I think it'll be interesting to see exactly where the numbers lie as far as who these independents vote for. Yeah. Does Dixville Notch mean anything to you? Look, I give people credit for going out and voting at yeah. midnight. Well, it's a big um, tradition. They, you know, yeah. It brings in the world's cool. media yeah. every four years. Yeah. It's a great it's really tradition. Cool. So John Kasich won in Dixville Notch mm-hmm. back in 2016. There were only five people that voted back then. So somebody moved to Dixville Notch yes. uh, <laughs> over the last <laughs> yeah. eight years. Because um, the there were six people voted last night. Two voted for Donald Trump. So he apparently lost two votes yeah. over the last eight years. It was a big deal in the old days because they'd vote right at 12.01 mm-hmm. and then all of the newspapers across the state would print those results and people waking up would say, wow, look at that. Maybe I'll vote yeah, for... Yeah, we'll set the tone. You yeah. know, vote for so-and-so. That's Rob Finnerty, co-host of Wake Up America, which begins at 6.30 Eastern. And let's go back to last night with Eric Bowling. Here now to analyze the 2024 presidential race with me as journalist and host of the Megan Kelly Show and podcast, Megan Kelly. Megan Kelly, my... Very, very dear friend, Megan Kelly is here. So, Megan, uh, yeah, before you jump into to, into this Nikki Haley thing, you know, I've been on this for a while. I, I, she won't even come on the show anymore. She's so mad at me. But take a listen to Nikki Haley's reaction to DeSantis dropping out, and she somehow is making this about her being a woman. A woman, listen. He ran a great race. He's been a good governor, and we wish him well. Having said that, it's now. One fellow and one lady left. So there were four 
15 people in this race. There were a lot of fellas. All the fellas are out, except for this one. And this comes down to what do you want? Do you want more of the same, or do you want something new? Well, Megan, let's, let's talk a little bit about this. You know, Nikki Haley's finally got what she's, she's really been pushing for, a two-person race. Your thoughts? Um, I don't think you're wrong about that Democrats and neocons thing on, on Nikki Haley. And there's a fair amount of Republicans who would consider themselves neocons and who would say, yeah, that, that's correct, and we are supporting Nikki Haley. But the question is, is that enough of a, a constituency in order to actually get the nomination in today's Republican Party? And there's absolutely no evidence that it is. Um, you know, she she wants something new. I, is that Nikki Haley? She's a new generation. She's right about that. She's not the same generation as Trump. But is she new or is she very much like George W. Bush? You know, is she sort of the modern day embodiment of policies that Republicans have largely moved away from? Not all of them, mm-hmm. but the party as a whole is Trump's party. And it became Trump's party in a MAGA party for a reason. It was a rejection of the Bush approach to foreign policy and donor classes and so on. So I don't think she's wrong that she's a new generation. It's just of what, you know, yes, age and age alone. You seem to be representing the past in a lot of other ways. Um, She does the thing with the woman here and there. You know, she doesn't do it as much as a Democrat would, but she does find a way of bringing it up here and there, like both in her campaign announcement in what she played last night. Um, And I think she said, may the best woman win, something like that. She added to it. So it's a little footsie with the fact that she's the only woman. I, th- I get it. I don't think most people will be offended by it, but I would say I, I never want to run for office. But if I were ever running for office as a Republican, I would definitely I would not touch it. I would not be calling any attention to it because Republicans have had it up to here with identity politics. And in the same way, like you didn't hear Tim Scott mentioning his race at every rally. Um, you shouldn't hear the woman mentioning her gender here at the big pivotal moments. It's just, we, we don't play those games. We don't want it being used against us. We don't want to use it for us. We want to move away from the world in which it's even relevant. Megan Kelly on the balance with Eric Bowling. If Nikki Haley is attempting to use her gender as an advantage, it didn't work with South Carolina Congresswoman Nancy Mace, who was on Rob Schmidt tonight. South Carolina Congresswoman Nancy Mace joins us tonight. And Congresswoman, good to have you on. We appreciate it. Um, You initially were leaning toward a a new voice for the Republican Party. You've decided to endorse former President Trump. Obviously, South Carolina is a very important state coming up here soon. Why, Why did you change your mind, I guess? Well, there's no reason for the race to continue on down to South Carolina. I've been talking to voters all across the state of South Carolina, and Donald Trump is going to crush it. Um, It's nothing against Nikki Haley. She was a great governor. She's run a great race. But the people are rallying around Donald Trump. And the sooner we have a two-man race between Donald Trump and Joe Biden, the sooner we can save our country. Because people do not want four more years of weakness in the White House. They want four more years of strength, of peace, of prosperity, and patriotism. And that's what they see in Donald Trump. Yeah, you know, Haley has now lost yourself, uh, Tim Scott, Lindsey Graham. You wonder if tomorrow night, you know, we we get a concession speech, um, uh, you know, from Haley and and this thing and this thing ends. It feels like, you know, if if there's a victory of of more than, I would say, 15, 20 points for Trump tomorrow, I really don't understand how any of this continues. Um, And and I, I just I wonder if you think that this thing could potentially end tomorrow night in New Hampshire. I hope that it does, because it's time for us to unite. We saw him 
crush it in Iowa. He's going to kill it in New Hampshire. And he is doing a fantastic job statewide in South Carolina. He's crushing it in South Carolina. The sooner we move on to the general election, the sooner we can save our country. And at the end of the day, that's what this is about. If you look at the wide open borders, the skyrocketing inflation, wars around the world because of weakness in the White House, we need someone who's going to be a strong leader who will see peace through strength because none of this would be happening under Donald Trump. It didn't. By every barometer, by every measurement, life was better under Donald Trump, no matter who you were. And that's what Americans want to get back to. That's popular South Carolina Rep. Nancy Mace on Rob Schmidt tonight. On the flip side, South Carolina Congressman Ralph Norman, also popular in South Carolina, is supporting Haley. This is what he had to say about other Republicans in Nikki Haley's home state that are supporting Donald Trump couple of things. One, she's gone against the establishment. She did that when she first came into office in 2005. Uh, secondly, look at a lot of them are running for office and they want Trump's blessing and they're scared of what he may or may not, not say. Look, let me roll the clock back to 2016. Jeb Bush had seven big name supporters. Uh, Marco Rubio had six big name endorsement supporters. How many did Donald Trump have? One a lieutenant governor that's now the governor of South Carolina, Henry McMaster. So this is not surprising. I, I didn't expect uh, her to have a lineup of, of people who came out for her because that's just not how it works. They, it's, what, what have you done for me lately? But, okay. uh, I mean, that's, that's the, the straight-up reason. And, um, and, again, I expected this, to be honest with you. Well, let's look at the numbers, sir. Uh, in the Granite State right now, Trump is polling at 50 percent support among likely Republican primary voters. Haley is at 39 percent. A recent CNN University of New Hampshire poll shows Trump at 39, Haley at 32. And some do think that DeSantis dropping out over the weekend will hurt Nikki Haley, not Trump. Some, you know, as we just heard from our own Rob Astorino, feeling that the people who were supporting DeSantis will throw their votes towards Trump now. What's your take? Well, I, let me give you another statistic. The CNN poll, Haley holds a 58% support among those races as undeclared and independent. One in five likely Republican primary voters have not decided yet. So this is still up in the air. And uh, I feel very good about what Nikki will do in New Hampshire. And it's, this is still very, very early. For those, uh, those saying she may or may not drop out, I don't care what it is. She's not going to drop out. She's got an event in South Carolina Wednesday that we'll be going. There is no, this all fight. Does she need to hold her state to stay in? Does she need to win South Carolina? She will do very well in South Carolina. I can't tell you what the final number is, but I do know this. With two of them left, uh, there were a total, I think, of 13 when it started out. Nikki Haley is the only one that's gone up. And she will, over the next couple of weeks, as she has done um, in New Hampshire, she will work night and day to give people a reason well, uh, as a candidate who can beat Biden the most and will beat Biden. That's South Carolina Congressman Ralph Norman, who says Nikki Haley won't be dropping out anytime soon, no matter what happens today, and that she is the Republican that can and will beat Joe Biden. That is assuming that Biden is even in the race. I still say he won't be. Newsmax reporter Mike Carter, who's in New Hampshire, had a great interview with President Trump that I featured in yesterday's Newsmax Daily, also spoke with Donald Trump Jr. 
This afternoon, I spoke with Don Jr. at the Trump headquarters in Manchester and asked him about Nikki Haley. If she does lose tomorrow, remember, she came in third place in Iowa, a second place finish in New Hampshire, in the minds of a lot of folks, really seals it for Donald Trump. Will it be time to call for Nikki Haley to drop out of this race? What would her motivation be for staying in? Take a listen. The problem is I don't think Nikki Haley is running to, running to win the Republican nomination. She's running to delay this, to cost us more money because, again, it's a product of the swamp. The swamp wants to stop Donald Trump because the swamp wants control. They understand that Donald Trump is the one guy that can stand up to their insanity, the reckless spending, the endless wars. They don't want that. So it should be a no-brainer for her to drop after tomorrow, but I imagine she won't because it's not about her or about winning for conservatives or the Republican Party. It's much worse and much more nefarious than that. Donald Trump Jr. with Newsmax reporter Mike Carter in New Hampshire yesterday. There is another big story in the news today, and that is the Supreme Court of the United States siding with the Biden administration on allowing federal officials to cut or remove parts of that razor wire barrier that they put up along the Mexican border that Texas put up to keep migrants from crossing into their state, right? The ruling by a five to four vote was a victory for the Biden administration and its ongoing dispute with Texas, mainly Texas Governor Greg Abbott. Why? Why would anyone, especially the Supreme Court, vote to allow more migrants to cross the border illegally? It's probably not going to get a lot of coverage today because of the primary. But it's a big deal for both Democrats and Republicans. Today, President Biden, the First Lady, the VP, and Second Gentleman Doug are all in Virginia for a campaign event. By the way, if you live in New Hampshire, the state's attorney general's office says it's investigating what appears to be an unlawful attempt at voter suppression of a robocall impersonating President Biden, telling people not to vote in today's presidential primary. Regardless of robocalls, regardless of the polls, regardless of what friends and neighbors may be saying, get out and vote. Here's what voters in New Hampshire are saying. To me, he's honest and he speaks the truth and he's straightforward and that's what I like. I'm voting Trump no matter what. Um, I don't know if I'm going to vote if <laughs> if he doesn't make it. To me, she's smart and not all the shenanigans and all the grief that goes on. Keep up with the primary and all the news all day on Newsmax TV, available on most major cable systems and the Newsmax Plus app. Go to NewsmaxPlus.com if you don't have it yet. Get signed up for a free trial. That's NewsmaxPlus.com. It includes all your favorites like Rob Schmidt Tonight, The Balance with Eric Bowling, The Record with Greta Van Susteren, Newsline with Bianca De La Garza, Frontline with Carl Higby, plus great analysis from people like Governor Mike Huckabee, Carrie Lake, Senator Rick Santorum, and others. Documentaries, special programming, and a lot more. NewsmaxPlus.com if you don't have it yet. Thank you, as always, for listening. To the Newsmax Daily, I'm Tony Marino. Don't forget the Newsmax Daily now available on the Newsmax YouTube channel and Rumble page as well. Make sure you tell all your friends. And keep on fighting the good fight. News breaks every minute, every day. You need the app, the Newsmax app. Find it free on your smartphone store. Then watch us anytime, anywhere.